I want you to understand the background of why I'm here and what I hope to accomplish as basically an ordinary woman in this extraordinary space and time. The sacred divine feminine is creative, abundant, flowing, receiving, and disruptive. And the new energy of money, including cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, NFTs, and even the metaverse, is all these things too. Welcome to The Goddess of Crypto, a weekly show where women who are already in this powerful space will cover these topics simply, so you can relax into knowing that the future of finance is female. Hi there, I am Hallie Evelyn and I am a transformational wealth coach and I am not an economist. I do not play one on TV. I have not been in the financial sector in the sense that I didn't get my degree in it. I didn't come up through the world of banking and finance. So it's really interesting that I've moved into this space not the transformational wealth coaching space. That has to do with the work that I've been invited to do in the world and uh, how much more money I make for my clients when I do it. Rather, this idea of this new energy of money, where is it coming from? Why am I, somebody like me, who, as I said, doesn't have that strong and you know, educational background in finance, where am I coming up with the idea that it's a space that I even want to play in, let alone devote my life to? The answer is that like everything else, I got a download about it. I got kind of an invitation from spirit, from guidance, from God, from goddess, whatever it is you want to call it. And that's really where everything started. So I'm going to tell you that story first so that you'll have an idea of why I'm here and what it is that I hope to accomplish with this show. And then we're going to dive into some really powerful and big concepts. In future episodes, I'm going to have some of the most powerful women in this disruptive space of cryptocurrency and DeFi and the metaverse on this show. I already am coming out of the gate with some really amazing powerhouse women who have agreed to participate in my grand experiment with me. But I want you to understand the background of why I'm here and what I hope to accomplish as basically an ordinary woman in this extraordinary space and time. So I have been following cryptocurrency and fascinated by it since about 2013. And I have a dear friend, I'll talk about him in a future episode by name, but for now, I'll just say a dear friend who was in Bitcoin really early on. And I went to him in 2013 and I said, tell me about this stuff. And I was really too early. He told me about mining, you know, Bitcoin. 
which is basically like creating the currency out or creating the tokens out of thin air. It's kind of like what I think about mining. And I just didn't know enough about it at the time. And I kind of went away and, you know, was like, oh, we'd have to like buy some equipment. And it just was, it was too confusing for me. And I went away. And then I came back into this space in 2017. And I've basically had some kind of a crypto portfolio since then. And again, the purpose of this show isn't actually about crypto, even though it's called Goddess of Crypto. It's just this last summer. So in June, I fell off my bike. <laughs> I was given such a big download that it like knocked me sideways. Not in it like I didn't hurt myself or anything, but it just like I just keeled over because I was just so overwhelmed by what I was catching. And at that moment, the name Goddess of Crypto came through and it began trajectory. I can't even call it a path. Like, you know, if you know anything about crypto, they're always talking about coins going to the moon, tokens going to the moon. And they show it with by showing a rocket ship. That's they use the rocket ship emoji. And I feel like I've been on a rocket ship emoji for the last uh, six months. So this download basically was about the new energy of money. And it was about how there's a coming tsunami of the new energy of money, that we are being called into a new way and a new wave of the way that we use money, the way that we think about money, and the way that the financial world is going to be changed, altered forever by the advent of Bitcoin and everything that has come because of it. There's so much to talk about here, so much to unpack. So I'm going to keep it really general for now. But what I'm going to say that's important for you as a, a listener or a viewer is I want to explain things in words so small that any human being can understand them. Women have been told for like 3,000 years that we don't have the right to our own money. And I don't believe that is true anymore. However, in the United States, at least, thank you, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, it was 1974 in my lifetime. I was a kid, but still in my lifetime when women could have access to own bank account, her own credit cards and her own mortgage, not in the name of her husband or her father as well, not jointly held by her husband or her father. Now, that means that it has been less than 50 years since women in the United States were trusted with their own money. This is why I moved fully into the space of wealth coaching, because that to me is hideously wrong. Women are so powerful and we are so capable and we've been told for millennia, not just centuries, millennia, thousands of years that we were too stupid to have our own money, that we weren't allowed to have our own money. And then when we got it, it was often taken away from us, confiscated through 
land rights and taken away from us through marriage. That's a really big thing. Like, you know, why queens became married. Queens would get married because they brought the land with them. But at that moment, the land went to the king and then the queen became a lot less important because, you know, there's no such thing as a divorce in that kind of society. At least there was, a, again, for a very, very long time. So women were given this birthright of wealth poverty. And that to me is done. Like we're over that. However, just like your grandparents were told that they had to work hard to get ahead because physical labor was a big thing in that generation. And now we're all sitting at home in front of our computers, but we still have that, you know, many a generational legacy of I got to work hard for my money. We also have been given this many generational legacy of I don't have the right to my own money. And what's going on right now with this new energy of money is changing all of that. It means that we're leveling the playing field. Women have equal access to probably for the very first time, both the education and the physical experience of wealth. And it's changing the rights of our countries and the rights of our people and the rights of our children to have wealth. It was announced, I'll just say recently, because I know this is going to be airing in January, that El Salvador decided to build something they are calling Bitcoin City, and they are funding it using Bitcoin municipal bonds. And they're going to raise a crazy amount of money that way. They're going to raise a crazy amount of money using uh, these municipal bonds. It's a fascinating time where we're getting to experience and we're getting to be on the bandwagon before anybody else is. This is why I fell off my bike because I've seen this energy before. And I got to experience back when I was a pup in my first job, in my first company, I should say. It was my first J-O-B, but it was definitely my first company. I got to experience this powerful new wave called the internet. And while the internet was nascent, guess what? There were a lot of people who thought it was a terribly stupid idea. I lived through all of that. I got to see the advent of the cell phone. I got to see the advent of the iPod. I got to see the advent of online shopping. You know, uh, Jeff Bezos was the idiot. I was in Seattle at the time when Amazon started because I was running an interactive movie company, which by the way, was the first of its kind. So yeah, there were a lot of people who thought we were crazy as well. I got to see Jeff Bezos be called a complete idiot by many, many people. Why would you call a book company Amazon? And who wants to buy books online? That was what everybody said the first several years that Amazon was around. Now you look back and he's the richest person in the world. And you think, you know, he saw that happening. He created that path for himself. 
There is a lot of that going on right now. But I'll tell you what, people do not like change. They are terrified of change. I remember when Steve Jobs stood on that stage and said, we're going to give you a hundred songs in your pocket. And my agent at the time in LA, because this was now many years later, he said, why would you want that? Why would you want that stupid thing? And then I came into his home, like, I want to say three years later, and he was tearing up his music collection. I'm like, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm digitizing everything. These CDs are stupid. Everything needs to be online. But I remember thinking when you thought that was a dumb thing that there were going to be a hundred songs in your pocket and then there were a thousand and now it's unlimited. And everybody, everybody understands the idea of online music. There was a time that they thought it was completely stupid and a waste of time and didn't make any sense. And why wouldn't you want your CDs? And, you know, why wouldn't you want your records? Why wouldn't you want your eight tracks? Why wouldn't you want your Betamax? What was the stupid VHS thing? It's really interesting to have been through the experience of so many different technology beginnings. And I was already in the internet world when I heard the Marshall McLuhan quote, the famous Marshall McLuhan quote, where he said, information is doubling at a rate that by the time, I think it was 1998, which was just a couple of years away, it will be doubling too fast for us to keep track. And I thought, ah, I'm going to be here while that's happening. I'm so excited. I will be at that moment. Well, now it's just a thing. We can't like, we can't get to the end of the internet because there's just too much information. And it's happening so much faster that those people who are adaptable to change, who embrace change and who like the idea of disruption, those people, it's their time. That's what's coming for all of us is powerful, powerful change. So the download that I got was that crypto was, and when I say crypto, I am generalizing because I really mean decentralized finance, cryptocurrency, blockchain, stable coins, altcoins, the metaverse, all of this new wave, web 3.0, all of it, that it is all inherently feminine, that it belongs to the realm of the feminine. Now, not just to women. And, you know, I don't want to get into the specifics about women and men versus, I'm not saying just women, but I'm saying that, is it that Black Lives Matter? Is it that all lives matter? Black Lives Matter too, because all lives matter. That's kind of what I'm saying here. Women are being invited into this experience Men were already there. We don't need to talk about whether men are going to have the right to money. Men don't have that question. Women have that question. Women feel inherently, not all women, but I do this for a living. And most of the women that I've ever gotten the privilege of coaching into more financial abundance, it's there's this energy of, I'm not good enough. I cannot have enough. It will be taken away from me if I have it. There's a fear that comes along with that that, again, is inherent because we have this legacy going back thousands of years. So all of this stuff, this 
concept that I'll just call, you know, encompassed, I'll call it decentralized finance, is the new energy of money. And that is not female, it is feminine. And what that means is there is the creative and then there is the actionable experience. The feminine creates and the masculine does, right? The feminine is the idea and the masculine is the executor of that idea. And in this regard, the sacred divine feminine principles at work are creative, flowing, abundant, and disruptive, all of which are the realm of the female. And that is what is so exciting about what is going on right now in this space. And of course, women have been scaring people for generations and we're, and the idea of crypto is very scary to a lot of people. I heard from a dear friend this morning, somebody who has been in finance most of, well, all of his adult life. And he didn't say this in so many words, but basically he told me not to drink the Kool-Aid, that what he saw was that I was getting sucked into, I don't know, the cult of crypto, for lack of a better phrase. Again, not words that he used, but that was the idea that I saw. And he knows me to be a thinking person. He knows me to be a person who cares deeply about people and that I work with women and he's seen me move in to this space of transformational wealth coaching. And now that he sees me moving into this space of DeFi and crypto, it's raising a bunch of red flags because he feels, and there's a whole faction of people who feel this way, that it is destabilizing to the economy and thereby the country. And in a way, it absolutely is, but it's disrupting something that is already happening. There is a veritable tsunami of change that is coming. I can see it already. I can feel it. And I can feel that this is this generation's version of the internet. You don't have to believe me. 20 years from now, you'll look back and go, yep, that's what was going on. But what if you knew about it in advance? What if you could get the education and the experience and participate now before it's gone mainstream? Wouldn't that be helpful to you? And that is what this show is going to do. It's going to give you that. We're going to be talking to the finest female minds in the space. And who knows, maybe some masculine minds as well, maybe some men also. But for right now, the plan is to get the women who are already doing this in front of you. Because as a friend of mine said very smartly, you can't be what you can't see. And I want all of you to see that there are powerful women that are already here that we believe in and that we are experiencing already this coming wave of new money energy. And Bitcoin itself has been around, I believe it's a decade now. And it was the first wave of decentralized finance. And so much stuff has been created because of that. And yet Bitcoin, crypto, DeFi has been really under a shroud 
for a long time. And there are a bunch of reasons for that, but it was explained to me very well by a dear friend today who said to me, when I hear the word blockchain, I think of cinder blocks. <laughs> and when I think of cinder blocks, I think of gray things that I can't see through. She said it shouldn't be called cryptocurrency. It should be called transparocurrency. Because if it's going to be transparent, which of course is the idea that it like is going to stop a bunch of financial fraud because it's like the transaction itself is locked into the blockchain, which makes it inherently impossible to have fraud. That's an oversimplification. And I'll get into that with people who know a lot more than I do on other episodes. But I just want to say that one of the beautiful things about the blockchain is that it is designed to make sure that there is no longer any financial fraud, of which, of course, there, I mean, we have the Pandora Papers and the Panama Papers just in the last 12 months to give us some kind of insight into the amount of financial fraud that is possible in the planet and it is actually going on right now on the planet. So if blockchain is going to change all that, I think we should at least give it a chance. We've, we're at this really unique time though, where we are just now starting to begin to see the beginnings of, right? We're like, you know, getting ready to get ready for DeFi to go mainstream. Up until now, in addition to this whole like, shrouded in criminal activity aspect, which, you know, yes, was crypto being used on the dark web during its the early versions of it? Sure. Is there a lot of money laundering that goes on with regular currency? Also, it's like, what part of this are you looking at? Are you looking at where it's the problem or where it's the solution? And again, we'll get into the specifics of this in other episodes. And I just want you to know that I want to shed light on all aspects of this in simple ways that we are going to be able to understand and that we are going to be able to help implement so that our lives can be better, that our money lives can be better. So over the last 10 years, I will say that Bitcoin and crypto has had what I will call a very libertarian bent. And that means it's kind of been a plaything of the far left. Now, I have libertarian tendencies in some regards. And in other regards, I think being a libertarian is way, way, way over on the one side of things. And I prefer things to be more in the middle. I am much more of a centrist. And what I can see right now is that Bitcoin specifically, followed by crypto generally, and DeFi in a bigger picture, blockchain as part of that, and the metaverse that's coming, that all of these things are moving into the mainstream. That's making a lot of people in crypto very unhappy because they've been there, they got there first, and they like the people who have already shown up at the party. They don't want it to turn into, they don't want it to go from like a rave into a club that anybody can get into. Because, you know, it's not going to be so crazy. It's going to be more mainstream, which means more regulations, which means taxes, which means the government's getting involved, all of which is happening, by the way. It's not a question of if, it is a question of when. So if you are participating in this, it's the Wild West right now. There's no question, but it's not going to stay the Wild West. And I would say that in the next, you know, one to two years that we're going to see a lot of regulation come in. And now is a great time to get in because what I'm seeing right now in this whole movement is a desire to help 
a desire to nurture and a desire to assist. And in a lot of cases for free, people just want to give a hand to like, I'm getting educated. Now let me help you get educated. And this again is a very female way of looking at the world. So for example, statistically, women who make a dollar will put between 80 and 90 cents of that dollar back into the community. When a man makes that same dollar, it is between 30 and 40%. And I will make sure that you have the backup to this statistic. It's already written down. I'm not quoting anybody right now, but whenever I quote statistics, I am going to make sure that those are available on my website so that you can see where this information comes from. Because I don't want to just be uh, somebody spouting random information at you. I want you to know that I read constantly. I'm sucking up all of this information as fast as I can possibly get. And I am using my own discernment with it. And I encourage you to do the same. If this doesn't resonate with you, you'll turn it off and never watch it again. If it does resonate with you, then you will get a chance over the next many episodes to hear, as I said, from some of the brightest, most powerful women who are in this space because they want to help too. They want women to get educated about money and finance and their birthright of wealth as much as I do. It's a powerful, powerful time. I will say that this is an inherently, again, a feminine aspect. And it is an inherently feminine aspect because that is the, the nurturing way that is the female. Now, is it just women? No, there are men supporting women in this space like crazy. But on the other hand, I was at a crypto event the other night and a guy said to me, well, the reason that most women aren't into DeFi and crypto is because they just think money is really dry. And I looked him straight in the eye at this kid, a third of my age almost. And I said to him, I'm sorry, all the women I know who hear about what's going on in crypto and DeFi, it makes them wet. And I was shocked that this came out of my mouth, but it was as stupid for me to say it and to generalize in that way as it was for him to. It's seriously, though, all the women I know, the sexiest thing they could talk about today is crypto and DeFi and where money is going. And it's because it's so juicy what's happening right now. It's so powerful. And you're invited. Like we all have the same engraved invitation. That's the thing that's so beautiful about DeFi in general. There are no gatekeepers the way that there are in the regular world of finance. Now, again, I'm generalizing because there are pieces of it and it is coming along with more regulation. But what it's allowed already is people in third world countries who have no access to ID cards and no access to banks to be able to have wallets with value stored on them for the very first time. And they can use it to get this really unimportant things like water and food. And that is changing third world countries. And it will continue to do so in a huge way going forward. Future episodes are going to address all of this. The idea with the goddess of crypto is that we're taking this ancient divine feminine principle 
and we're marrying it with the future of money. That was the download that I got that knocked me off my bike. There's such power here. And your mission, ladies, if you choose to accept it, is to join me every week here in this space where we are going to be talking about the things that you care about when it comes to this new energy of money, when it comes to this new future of money. Look, I navigated the internet in 1995. I was on AOL Messenger when it was the only way to communicate with somebody. I loved learning all of that stuff, but it really would have helped to have had a guide and a roadmap. And because the internet was the information age really coming into its own, the internet itself wasn't a great resource of gaining information about itself. But now we have it. In fact, we are going into Web 3.0 in the next couple of years. And as this is starting to unfold, we can use the internet itself to learn about this new energy of money wave. So please subscribe to this series. Please tell your friends about it. Please write to me and tell me what you want to know about, what you want episodes to be about, what your questions are. I'm, I don't teach crypto. I don't teach investing and I'm not going to. However, I will be bringing women on the show who do and who know what they're talking about and who I believe have your best interests at heart. So please do yourself a favor and bookmark this show on your favorite platform and show up every week, listen in, and I can't wait to share the goddess of crypto with all of you and I hope help make you understand, welcome, and allow your own birthright of wealth. Blessings. Every week, transformational wealth coach Hallie Evelyn leads a conversation that helps to ensure that women everywhere can learn to surf the coming tsunami of the new energy of money. You can find her at goddessofcrypto.me. That's goddessofcrypto.me. Be sure to subscribe to Goddess of Crypto on your favorite platform or watch the show on YouTube. And remember, wealth isn't just your privilege, it's your right. <laughs>